What was your major for transfer? My major was computer science. Okay. Um, what was your transfer GPA? Uh, I think when I transferred, it was, I think it was like 3.2. So I don't have the best GPA. Uh, um, yeah. Where, which schools did you apply and like, what were the results and where do you get, <laughs> where did you end up going? So I applied to like all UCs, um, Cal Poly's, Cal States. Um, I think I got into two Cal States basically out of everything because of my GPA. Um, I think I almost got into Santa Cruz, but based off one grade, um, they wouldn't let me in for, for CS basically. So <clears throat> I ended up going to Long Beach, which I was probably going to do anyways, because Cal States are a lot cheaper. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I think, yeah, I think I got into two Cal States. I don't exactly remember. It's been yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what were the extracurricular activities you participated at IVC? And I noticed that um, you participated in quite a lot, which is ASAC and like 3D printing club. Like, could you share your in, um, insight on like the importance of being in leadership positions and like what you learned? Yeah, of course. So. Applied Science and Engineering Club, or ASEC, on IBC's campus. Um, it's like the largest STEM club, at least it was um, when I was there a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it, it was a great opportunity to like learn like engineering skills, to network with people. Um, I made a lot of like really good friends there in, in college as well. Um, I became friends with the board when I joined and like joined the engineering um, subgroup of uh, 3D printing. And then the following year, I was technically the fundraising chair and the um, 3D printing chair. So <clears throat> I was running the 3D printing club that I previously was a part of. Um, also helping out with other things that our faculty advisor needed, um, like with the prototyping workshop at the old uh, offsite engineering campus at ATEP. And then now they have the new one that was built. Um, and so I, I helped set up the new facility as well a little bit and um, helped out with like the robotic side of things as well. Cause that was like another subgroup that, um, kind of, I don't know if it's back, but it was kind of on hold for a little bit when I was on the board, um, because of the faculty member that usually leads it, um, I believe was taking a sabbatical oh. so, <clears throat> or, or something along that line. But, um, yeah, so basically really good leadership experience. I think, um, IVC is available for STEM students because ASEC was open to everybody. I mean, we even had non-STEM students, like we had music majors and stuff that we would even like set up projects for. And every meeting, it was basically a project of some sort to teach you skills, whether it was soldering or, um, and we try to make it fun too, like soldering like Christmas trees for um, like little mini LED Christmas trees in order to like learn soldering. And then, you know, you get to take it home and it's like this cool little thing to kind of remember. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of other really interesting things like that, even some more fun ones like egg tosses and stuff like that. I think, you know, we did some more simple ones and some more complex ones, but um, all together, just try to get people together, um, network at school, get some experience in like a little bit of things, expose people to group projects like the 3D printing group and some other things like robotics, um, also rockets, we would host a rocket event. Oh, wow. which, um, people could basically come build rockets and then we'd all go out to the desert one day and, and launch them off. So a lot of really cool, fun events. Um, it's led by, uh, or at least used to be led by um, <clears throat> uh, Professor White. And then I believe that Naruzi is 
I think she's the main faculty head now, but White's still advising. Um, and then there's Professor McKim and um, Professor, App Professor Appleman that used to also be um, a part of it. I believe McKim still is. I'm not sure about Appleman though. But yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, really good experiences at IBC. Um, there's some other, I guess not necessarily extracurriculars. Do you want me to get into like, like my internship that I got through that as uh -oh. well? Yeah, sure. Please share. Okay, so um, one of the professors at IBC, um, he was a physics professor. Sorry, Professor, uh, Sim? professor Sim. Yeah, sorry, Professor Sim. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I forgot that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Professor Sim's awesome, and uh, he had a um, engineer 101 class that I believe Naruzi is teaching now, or at least she did for my class. So it was the first time she taught that. And um, basically he picks students out of that class to participate in a NASA research internship over a, over the summer. Oh, wow. uh, so he picked me and, and I think like 11 or 12 students out of that class to participate in that. And I knew previous members um, of ASEC that were also in that as well. Um, so yeah, so we got to participate in that over the summer, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to work actually in the brand new ATEP facility, like before classes even started and such. So, you know, we were building quadcopters and learning how to like do facial tracking with um, open CV cameras. And um, my, my team specifically, I was the lead of like the software um, team, I guess you could say, like we were working on like machine learning stuff, oh, made wow. simple algorithms to like cut up a high def image of Mars, circle detection craters, and then um, classify images gathered from Mars to determine like, am I looking at a crater, am I not? And all of these things were kind of supposed to go together to um, um, help get an idea of how uh, geolocationary like understanding could occur on Mars um, because you don't have GPS or anything. So you have to have visual navigation. So <clears throat> it was a lot of cool things that exposed me to a lot. And I think that that was a, a really good thing to have on my resume at the time as well. Um, but I did already, I technically was already working as a software engineer or a junior software engineer while I was in school as well. Wow. And uh, I, I tackled both of those. Yeah, both of those at the same time that summer as well. So it was it was pretty busy, but uh, yeah. Great. Um, that's that's my cool. Um, do you mention about the professors thing, but are there also other professors whom you connected at IVC, the most at IVC, and would recommend to other students and like how were you able to connect with them and how did they help you down the line professionally? Yeah, so um, Professor White is a really good example. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't necessarily reached out to her since then other than to like support ASEC stuff. However, um, I know many people in ASEC refer to her for um, letters of rec for basically anything that they need, like whether it's like masters or, or whatnot. She's a really good recommendation in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and she's like a staunch supporter. Like she's like the kind of person you want, like, like to have your back kind of thing. She's, she's a, um, a, a really good person in that regard. And then uh, Professor McKim is probably the, the person I worked the most with. He ran the um, prototyping like workshop and um, several of the uh, prototyping classes and like design classes. Uh, I learned a lot from him. He also was the faculty lead of the 3D printing group. So I basically worked directly under him, um, basically supplying his classes with like 3D printed prototypes that they designed and then that they could then like create molds of to like plastic casts, et cetera. So he's extremely knowledgeable. Um, his classes are 
honestly really cool. I wish I could have taken them. It's just, I was always so packed with my schedule. Um, but at least I got the exposure of working in the work workshop with him. And um, I saw that he like really cared about those, um, those projects and the students really liked it. A lot of those students would basically take like every single class with him. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it was, I'd say he's a, he's a really good professor to take, especially if you want to learn like real hands-on skills for like how to make things with your hands. Yeah, it's a really good kind of class to take. Thank you. Um, what advice would you give like yourself at the beginning of the transfer process? Like what are some of the key insights you gained while applying for transfer that you would like to pass on to other students? Yeah, so for transfer, um, there's really little that matters other than the classes you've taken and, the, and your grades. That's like almost the only thing that matters, which is unfortunate. Um, however, once you get into university, you know, like whether it's a, um, like a Cal, Cal State or, or a University of California, either way, like you end up on the same footing. So uh, I would say that apply to schools, like personally from my experience at going to Long Beach, um, I, I didn't end up going to defense, but for anybody that wants to go into defense, I would highly recommend Long Beach because I know like I was in a, an engineering fraternity, a professional engineering fraternity at Long Beach. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe like almost half of the fraternity is employed at Northrop, whether full-time positions or um, uh, internships this, that, that was going on this past summer. So like, for example, companies like Northrop have a really, really, really good connection with schools like Long Beach. And so tons of students, even outside my fraternity, like tons of students that I knew that were engineers, um, mechanical engineer, computer engineering, um, computer science, they were all really um, capable of getting those jobs because of the school's connection. So I think that that's another good thing. Um, yeah, so I would take into account the school's connection with industry, especially the type of industry you wanna get into. That can be a huge factor. Because like, again, Northrop, for example, was on campus, it seemed like every week, maybe even twice a week. Um, whereas other companies might just be there for the job fair, that sort of thing. So uh, stuff is important to know. Also think about extracurriculars. Like for example, if you are transferring and you haven't had an internship, you haven't had any actual hands-on experience, I would highly recommend you go to a school that focuses on that. Um, I'm not a big academic or theoretical fan. I've never had like a super big GPA, you know, nothing like that. I'm more of like a, I want to actually get to work. That's why I was working as a software engineer concurrently. So I would highly recommend that you kind of find what suits you if you want to get into theoretical. And, um, and maybe if you're shooting for a master's, then absolutely go to a school that kind of suits that. But then you might want to go to like a Cal Poly if you like, for example, want to get that more hands-on. I know that their programs are a lot more invested into that kind of curriculum. So take that into account. And I would say just cross all like, cross your T's and dot your I's on basically everything that's required. Like I had a GETC, I, I basically satisfied all requirements to get into UCs um, just in case. So when I went to Long Beach, which was the Cal State, Long Beach's curriculum, I didn't necessarily need all the physics or all the calculus I took. So I took more classes, mm -hmm. but it's okay because, you know, I was trying to make myself um, as, basically I was trying to market myself as, as open as possible because I wanted to um, not limit my possibilities. So you can go that route, but it's more work in the sense of you can end up taking classes you don't need. But I think at the end of the day, um, increasing your chance of opportunity is always the best to do. 
Great, thank you. Uh, also, you mentioned something about working as a full-time software engineer while in community college. Like, um, how did you come across that um, opportunity and then how did you like got that? And then like um, any tips and advice for like community co college students who also want to work, like work or like intern at a company? Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, so I basically got this job, I think my second, I think it was my second or third year. I was in, I was in um, community college for three years. So I think it was, I think it was like my second or third. Yeah. Um, essentially my aunt mentioned to me that she knew somebody that worked at like a, like a company that works on software in Irvine mm -hmm. and, um, recommended me like like basically gave me the company's info to apply so like i just sent my resume to like an email basically and i uh, looked a little bit up, up the company online um at the time i didn't i didn't necessarily see much but i knew that they basically made apps um it's a company that um essentially made apps through contracts so it's like other companies would come to us with an idea or like uh they want this app for a business etc um and then we build it so I basically applied to them, got an interview. Um, I ended up getting hired on spot. Oh, they, wow. they liked me. Yeah, um, I really liked everybody there. That was an awesome company. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a good experience where I started as an intern. And um, I think it took me, yeah, within nine months, I, I was working part-time. Mm -hmm. uh, and after nine months, they, they hired me on as a junior engineer. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, so they hired me on as a junior engineer, which I guess my title was technically like just software engineer, but I was basically kind of like a junior engineer. Um, and so after I think three years, like I, I worked, ended up working full time for them for like most of the last two. And um, <clears throat> after I transferred in everything, um, and then I ended up receiving my offer from Amazon and they gave their um, their offer as well, but I ended up choosing the Amazon offer just to kind of, you know, get out of state a little bit, see more of the world and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. But, um, I made sure to keep like really good network with, with them. Um, they really wanted me like they, like the second I told them, um, they had an offer, like a counter offer for me before I left the building yeah. that day. So when I originally got the Amazon offer, <clears throat> I let them know, um, that's professional courtesy. You don't just ditch a company, um, like never do that. Always keep your professional relationships open um, as well as you can. And so, yeah, I, I let them know. And um, immediately, like my immediate bosses, like the um, VP of production and uh, like the development lead were both immediately like kind of sad, but um, they immediately got an offer for me. And honestly, it was, it was more than I expected. Um, you know, I started as an intern, so you don't make a whole lot of money necessarily, um, especially small business. I was not making much, but uh, the skills that I learned were like, I, I basically, the skills you learn in school are basically nothing. You learn like the fundamentals of some stuff, but um, working is is a completely different ballgame. And um, yeah, so I basically got an offer before I even left. Uh, I ended up going with Amazon anyways, but it just kind of goes to show that, um, you know, you build your professional relationships and they can benefit you. Like, even if you end up leaving, et cetera, um, I know that I, I could potentially always go back and um, and kind of like hit them up, see if they're interested in having me back. My boss at the time literally said that 
I can basically text him if Amazon doesn't work out and they'll bring me back. So oh, wow. you want to build those kind of relationships. Um, cause after school's gone, like once you're out of school, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, the school's not going to like set you up at the job fair, you know, th- those kinds of things don't really happen. So once you graduate, you want to make sure that you at least have some sort of network, whether it's other students that can hook you up with referrals and whatnot. But, um, knowing people is, is the number one name in the game. Um, thank you. Could you talk about like what you do at Amazon or if it's not confidential, like what are the tips and advice for like students who want to pursue like software engineering and those like big companies and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, okay. So first of all, I would say is I wouldn't start at a big company. I would recommend that you go to in like a small company first, um, especially like in Irvine, students at IVC are in like one of the best locations. Like there's almost no excuse to not have an internship. It's super easy. You can just apply to all those companies in the area for biomed, any engineering at all. Like there's a company regardless of your major. Um, So I think it's really easy to, or a lot easier to get a internship at small companies. And they're usually better internships because at big companies, they'll usually have you work on like a project like, oh, like build this feature for a website. And like three months later, you show it off. That can be good. Um, but at a, at a internship at a small company, it's like, you're going to be playing every hat. So like, you're going to wear all these different hats. You're going to be working on front and back end, um, more likely to work with like relevant technologies. Like I was working with React Native and JavaScript and Swift and and more updated technologies. I did also work on like outdated stuff too. And most of it was like updating, um, which might not have necessarily been useful for me, but overall I learned so much more than I feel like if I was at a big company where I was more locked into like one project, I had my hand in several, like probably a dozen or so different apps, different technologies. So it was a really good experience for that. And um, I feel like a lot of small businesses have that sort of mentality where it's easier, quicker to prototype, develop, and um, expose yourself to different tech, which is one of the most important things, especially for software engineers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at Amazon specifically, what I do is um, I work for the supply chain optimization technology organization. Yeah. So I'm still kind of new. I'm on like my third month right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in like a team that specifically works on some internal tools that are used to uh, basically like optimize. So everything's kind of about like optimization for the most part. So, um, you know, like saving money by like, so I'm in specifically forecasting. So we're trying to basically like create tools that predict, um, that predict how to optimize, you know, supply chain technologies in order to save money and make things more efficient and, and productive, et cetera. So, um, <clears throat> there's like data scientists and machine learning people that We'll deal with things and then a lot of software or development engineers which will actually like implement things and um, amazon specifically is i think really nice um, mm-hmm. i didn't necessarily know a whole lot about their development culture before i joined compared to like others mm-hmm. uh, but i think that it really suits me because i like the responsibility of being on a project uh, like right now i'm i'm basically the technical product owner of a project and in a way at amazon everybody's a product owner to a degree um, like you, you're all responsible. You all own your work. Like everybody is a, um, every, everybody is like part of a project that you work on basically. So it's like you at a company like Amazon, thankfully, um, 
it's not like some other big tech companies where you're kind of locked into like one technology stack and you're working on like a huge code base that is never going to be reworked. You know, you're just working on like one little part in Java or something like that. But so far at Amazon, I've had the opportunity to basically like redo an older project, like update it into new technology, um, implement new features. I'm writing design documents to actually like come up with new ways of approaching different features. Um, in, in my opinion, it feels very similar to a small business in that aspect because there's a lot of autonomy with teams. So um, I can't speak to necessarily like big companies uh, like Google, Facebook. I know they all work different, uh, mm -hmm. but at Amazon, at least there's a lot of autonomy. So each product team is um, responsible for their product, but then there's a lot of collaboration. So it seems like basically uh, it's kind of like each team's like a small business with the benefits and the resources like a big business. That makes sense. Yeah, great, thank you. Um, so I noticed that um, I'm, I, I, can I assume like you didn't take every single classes for each of the skills you accumulated? Like if so, like how did you go around learning those like, um, the, learning those skills like um, from the technical skills on, is it on like online resources or like how did you develop them? Um, well, it depends. So I have a lot of experience in like hardware stuff too. Um, Cause I guess this kind of goes into some of the other questions of uh, what I would kind of recommend students to do before they're transferring or rather just right now in community colleges, I would work on projects. Um, I worked on a lot of hardware projects where I was working with like Arduino and trinkets. So like ro little robotic stuff and things like that. Engineering 100, for example, is a class that kind of deals with that. Um, me personally with programming skills and a lot of these techni technical skills is just me learning it. Um, I find that just going online and finding information, like some of the best software engineers I've ever met are not software engineers, like are not computer scientists. Um, like. I think at my previous company, um, our best main backend guy was an automotive engineer. And uh -huh. the way that my, my boss at the time explained why he was so good, it's because um, when you're making a car, like everything has to work, like there can't be anything that goes wrong. And so when you adapt that mentality to like a backend with software, you build really strong backend software where, you know, you actually think about every single case where nothing kind of gets by your your main goal of like this has to be complete working um and sustainable like it can't break down in a hundred thousand miles can't break down you know in, in a year when the tech changes a little bit so um it, it it's also a little bit of mentality when you're going into it like classes and stuff like that aren't going to kind of address everything that you need to know it's only going to teach you like what data structures are what algorithms are um you'll basically like that will be kind of irrelevant. It'll basically be fundamental knowledge once you actually get into the working world. Um, so I think that really good projects to work on to build good skills is like look up the latest technology. Like everybody right now should be learning, um, like if they wanna be software engineers, for example, they should be learning JavaScript. Um, they should know Java. C++ is what I started in because I actually went to um, Saddleback for C++ and uh, took their computer science courses because their curriculum is really, really good for software engineering, uh, or at least computer science. Um, whereas IVCs is a little bit split up. It's almost like relearning the fundamentals in every different language rather than what Saddleback does where they go from um, 
you learn basically what computer science is in general, like what even is programming, all the way to data structures and algorithms and C++ within four classes. And so it's, it's kind of a brutal course, but I think that that kind of handed in the fundamentals because it's C++ as well. So, you know, you start with the really low level, understand that, and then, you know, you can hop into JavaScript and you understand what's going on behind the scenes, but um, it's much more relevant technology where you can build websites, apps, um, like half the world practically runs on it at this point, a lot more frameworks that you need to get exposed to as well um, in languages like JavaScript. Python's good to know as well, but that's more for, in my experience, it's more for like scripting um, or, or running processes that aren't necessarily uh, like a product, whereas something like JavaScript will run a website, et cetera. So I would say that looking up online um, how to do things is probably the best way to learn skills. That's how I mostly did it. Mm -hmm. And I would highly recommend not to watch videos. Um, at least for me, I love, like, I love videos and like learning in a lot of different ways. But for me with programming, I feel like finding a well-written like article on like medium.com or something explaining something, you can get like an exact detailed answer on like how to do something with the code and everything. I feel like with videos, it's a little hard to follow. You're like copying things down when instead you can read it, understand the whole line at once, copy it in, um, that sort of thing. So I think that that's a good way of finding skills. Um, also, another one is surround yourself with people that are just better than you at anything. Um, like most of my best friends, I think, or my closest friends are people that I just admire because they, they can do things that I can't. Um, whether they're artists or um, like one of those friends, a computer engineer who knows the like low level stuff better than I ever could. And I can even like, I can sometimes understand a little bit of what he's saying, but like, you know, it, it kind of inspires you when you're around people that do better than you in the sense of it's like, oh, like, wow, like I want to, like, I want to kind of learn that too. And you can kind of sponge information off and it kind of a snowball effect of um, kind of skills, which in my case, um, I don't like to be the best in one thing. I, I like to be good thing, um, but I don't need to be the best in one specific thing. So for me, I just like to know a lot about everything. Um, so yeah, I guess that kind of curiosity can help. That's cool. Um, so you talk about like online, like um, media and stuff like that. Is there any like particular online platforms that you use or like any books that you like, that's like really helped you out that you would like to recommend? Um, as for books, I've never read a software book in my life. Um, it's actually a funny joke that just came up in like a stand-up like a week ago. Um, some of the new engineers are like, who reads books? Like, like <laughs> software books. Um, I don't know. If, if you learn, like find whatever the best way of learning for you is, mm -hmm. and that will help. Um, for me, I, I can't read a software book. I just use it for it. I, I tried to when I was a kid when I really wanted to learn programming, and I, just, I had no self-discipline in that manner. Um, that works for you. Go ahead. I like a just quick Google search. Like if I'm going to be like, um, you know, if I'm going to make a website and I know nothing, I'm going to say, okay, what's, what's the best way to make, like, what's the best technology to make a website on? And it's like, okay, it might be like, I don't know, you might get like a WordPress recommendation, but it's like, okay, no, I want like, I want something a little bit more in depth. And it's like, okay, so like JavaScript, but what framework Or am I going to use like Angular, React, Vue, or like, you know, all these different things. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then you look into like, what's, what's the most prominent, what's the most recommended react. And so you go learn react, learn the most relevant, um, you know, once, once you get the hello world website up and you follow a little tutorial, which you could literally do in like, you know, 10, 20 minutes nowadays, with just a quick little article. Yeah. And then, um, all of a sudden be like, okay, how do I make like a, like a sliding gallery of images or something? Literally just Google that. There's another article probably on the same website, like something like medium.com comes to the top of my mind right now. They have a lot of different um, articles. Um, Ray Wonderlick's really good for a lot of things. A mix between, um, I think I've used him a lot for like little machine learning stuff uh, and like OpenCV, but I think there's also software engineering stuff on there or more like uh, website and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't think of a lot off the top of my head. I usually just do a Google search and like whatever comes up, I'll just sort through those answers. Um, there's almost always somebody that has an exact explanation of what you're going to do. And then once you, you know, kind of understand how those features work, then it, it helps. Um, another way is also, you know, if you're at work, ask someone who is more senior than you. Like asking questions is probably the most important part of work. Yeah. Um, just make sure that you've approached the problem first so that you can kind of explain to someone like, hey, um, I have to do X, I've tried Y and maybe even Z. Um, do you have a suggestion on how I could accomplish this? And they're gonna go, oh yeah, like this, this solution is actually the right way to go about it, keep going down that path. Or they could be like, oh no, I see where you're going with these, but it's actually this way. And so it's, it's, it's better than like an open-ended question of just, you know, how do I do this thing? Um, you always want to at least take an attempt and like an initiative on trying. Cool, that's great. Um, yeah, um, thank you. So I kind of, you kind of talked about your personal projects you did, like which is in, it, it's in um, the bartender robot or something like I read about it on your LinkedIn, like there are like three of them. Like did you do it while in IPC or like in um, college or like, could you talk about like the, challenges you face and like how you overcome them yeah so i should probably um like date those if they're not dated but um essentially do you want me to start with the the bartender one specifically or do you mean just like most of my life like projects? most of your like key projects that you want to share okay um so i guess just chronologically uh, I used to make a lot of like games when I was younger uh, and like modding games is kind of what got me into programming. So I think that's always a good way to kind of like learn things mm -hmm. or at least kind of gain interest. Um, so when I was first programming, like I messed around with like Unity and things like that. Um, and then eventually I, I did more hardware stuff at IBC. Uh, I participated in the HTCC um, research conference at UCI. Um, with ATEC members, they introduced me the first time to it. Uh, I I worked with them a little bit on um, like a 3D printed prototype of like a um, a shower head that would track water consumption back when like the drought was a thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was something I worked on. It's like a big group. Um, I didn't have like a huge input or anything, but it was it was fun and interesting to get exposed to like learning the skills at least at the time. So, um, you know, I got to learn like SolidWorks and things like that. Like I'm, I'm really good with CAD software. Um, whereas most software engineers, I guess, don't really get exposed to that, but I really like being cross-disciplined. So I got exposed to that, which got me into 3D printing um, later on, et cetera. So 
projects are better than just the outcome, but the skills you learn and like the people. So I also worked on a um, helmet concussion sensor that would basically like, it was a prototype for the same HTCC research conference, but the next year uh, with a different group. And this one, I like spearheaded the um, software development and all that, um, basically like the engineering behind it. We used like accelerometer, gyroscope, um, uh, basically a couple different sensors. I don't even necessarily remember, it's been several years, but uh, basically we're using it to calculate impulse to detect if a concussion could have possibly been um, uh, uh, occurred. Cause you, it's, it's hard to say, like even if it's the correct impulse or momentum, et cetera, um, you technically can't like legally just tell someone, oh, you got a concussion. So like there was a little bit of understanding going into it. Um, the whole idea was to feed it into an app so that like, let's say you're biking or whatnot and you fall off your bike, uh, the app could like, or the app could basically like, pop up a notification, be like, hey, like you sustain like a potential um, like, like head trauma from that fall. And um, so that was kind of fun. I think I used a trinket for that and like several different sensors and whatnot. So I got to learn that I basically didn't really know much of Arduino or anything like that beforehand. Um, so I, I got to learn that and then circuitry and stuff like that I had to kind of dive into. And then uh, after that, part of the Engineering 100 project, I had another hardware thing, which was um, the, I, I don't know if they still do this, but it, it's basically like the robot you make to get out of the maze. Oh. Yeah, so I ended up doing that. Um, that was really fun for me. That was one of the things that kind of sparked my interest in robotics. I think that Engineering 100 was like my favorite class in, in all of college. Um, wasn't wasn't hard, but it was like, I actually learned something every day, which was awesome. Um, so things like that, I think are really cool when you, when you can actually like see your work being used like or like existing, like there's something interesting about the hardware aspect. And um, so I did that. Um, I then had several different little projects here and there. I always have like projects that I don't necessarily finish because I procrastinate and I change interests like a lot. So, uh, you know, I pick up like little skills along the way and then I'm like, oh, this idea is actually cooler. And then I switch to that. Um, anyways, I, I ended up uh, transferring and then I started doing a lot more like software projects and trying them. Um, so like my senior project and a couple class projects that I made like as well as I could and used my skills from um, from school, uh, or sorry, from, uh, from work as well. So like I made a few apps while I was there. One was like a, um, kind of like a social media, like drink tracking, um, social media thing where you go out and like, you know, take photos of yourself while, um, taking shots throughout the night and it would like plot where you were. And it'd be like a bar hopping app. So that the next day you could kind of like see your, your journey and how much like you drank and where you were and, you know, all this kind of fun stuff. And, um, it would try to like calculate your BAC based off like some simple values to, you know, kind of be like, Hey, like you should get an Uber, you know, at the end of the night, that kind of thing. Uh, so it's just kind of stuff like that. Uh, my senior project was a app that basically, um, basically it was like a political education app to try to, Oh, Siri thought I was talking there. So, um, it's basically a political education app in which it was trying to bring publicly accessible information to um, directly like easily accessible through one app rather than going to the like, government websites and sorting through databases and filtering and all that stuff. So 
um, basically like any information on political subject topic, like what is the Supreme Court, um, what are electors, um, you know, who is the president of the United States, like all those kinds of things easily accessible. Uh, we were basically collecting data where you could vote on like issues, like maybe propositions you could vote early, see the demographic breakdown of everybody else that's voting. So a lot of um, basically we wanted to mess with like big data in a sense. So we made this to track everybody anonymously. Then you could kind of see based off how you voted on issues, you could kind of see other people's breakdowns like as a whole. And you could be like, oh, maybe, you know, I was supposed to be politically aligned in this way, but my choice, I'm actually fitting into the opposite group. That's kind of weird. And then it might show people that things aren't as polar opposites as they think. Oh, wow. Uh, and so it was kind of to give you that perspective of, of instead of like left versus right or, or you know, um, like polar opposites fighting, that you can have an understanding of where you are politically, like yourself, et cetera. Um, that was kind of the, the goal of it. It came out pretty well. Um, yeah, I, I, I was really proud of that one. It was a lot of fun. And then I also had some other small projects during like a few other ones, including like the um, bartending one. That one was pretty fun. Um, I mostly just kind of mentored the um, the other people that were working on it, like the uh -huh. software side. I mentored them and like kind of helped them originally get this software. I think they ended up going with um, some open source software that they found for like a similar like bartending um, uh, Raspberry Pi based robot. Oh, wow. And so they used that and then I kind of helped them like apply it to ours and uh, get it working and like taught them the technology, et cetera. Um, and then the rest of the team, like, or we had like another half of the team that built like the, the um, hardware side of it. And that was like a, that was like an engineering project for my, um, for my professional engineering fraternity, like for our initiation, like part of our pledging process, we basically had to come up with a engineering project and see it through to the end. Oh. And um, so like, you know, we all came up with ideas, we voted and that was kind of the fun kind of simple one. So we kind of went with it because um, not a lot of people had a lot of experience and it seemed like something everybody's interested in. So it was a pretty cool little project. It had been done before, but it was fun. Cool. Those sounds really cool. Um, it's it, it's impressive. Um, so, what skills? Which of these skills I would the community college students be developing like right now, um, before transferring to improve future career aspects or improve chances on landing internships? I know you covered a lot like um on like searching on Google and like reading through stuff like that. But like, is there anything like more? Um, fundamental to like CS major of like, um, yeah. Um, okay. I think that, I think that the, the fundamentals really is that you just have to do things. Um, you can learn as much as you want in school, but you're really not going to understand how anything works. Like basically school doesn't prepare, like school doesn't make you somebody who can then generate profit, like generate something that creates money. All, all it does is it, it satisfies a list of requirements mm -hmm. that companies kind of expect. Uh, so once you like, I would just recommend that people get internships because once you work on a project, like a real project, mm -hmm. uh, you start to realize that it's like, oh, you know, I might, I might be able to like slack off on this assignment or, you know, I might be able to, um, you know, skate by here, skate by there. 
But when it comes to like an actual product, it's like this thing's real. Other people are expecting uh, things to be done on it. So I feel like naturally people are, are, are kind of required to take it more seriously. And so because of that, um, it's like a subliminal thing in your mind where you t- you, you're more attentive to it. At least it is for me. Um, and so that made me like really understand what I was doing even more so than like something in school. So again, I'm not a very academic person. Um, yeah. You know, I, I forget, I feel like I would, you know, I'm the kind of person where once I'm out of a class, it's like, that's gone. Um, but with actual like work experience, it's much different. Um, I feel that the knowledge and the time I spend into it, I get significantly more out of it than, than something like school. Mm-hmm. So I would just recommend that if you're the kind of person that can do a personal project and you're that disciplined, do it. If you're not necessarily that disciplined, get a group of people and hold each other accountable. That's, I think, the easiest way to do it. Group, group projects are really good, um, uh, especially with like-minded people. Like assigned group projects obviously aren't great, but when it's you know people that want to work on something together and want to accomplish a goal, I think that that can really help. Um, yeah, so I, I really think that it's it's just doing things that are going to actually allow you to gain the skills necessary. Just got to work on projects and CS majors, um, software engineers, etc. We're the luckiest engineers because it takes literally zero dollars to to basic like you can you can basically become a extremely good programmer for free. Like there's no equipment, there's nothing involved all like literally everything's available online there's nothing stopping you from becoming really really skilled um whereas you know if you're like a mechanical engineer you might be able to do some theoretical stuff but you can't necessarily solve you know um some real world problems that that arise when a machine breaks down because of a certain reason or you know something actually needs to be engineered in a different way you can't always account for that in like a theoretical sense um but cs majors yeah, we have no excuse. We we got to actually get that stuff done. And it took me a lot of time to really kind of nail that down. Thank you. Um, I think I covered a lot of the most critical questions, but um, on the final note, is there any, like the most important lessons that you learned that you would like to share or like any other general tips and advice or like any other personal experience or anything? Yeah. Um, I would say that probably the most important thing for me is that I made a personal decision to basically like school was something that I wanted to get done, Mm -hmm. but the more important thing for me was I wanted experience. Uh, And I think that as you talk to any students that have had internships, um, especially like third and fourth year students at like universities, especially even the ones that don't have internships or jobs yet will feel the same way. It's they're like crap, like, you know, they're applying and they're realizing at that point. Um, Again, school is like one stepping stone. And I personally say that prioritization should be more so on skills and experience um, over academics, but you have to do both. Like you can't, you can't just not do school, but um, you know, if your GPA is not great, that's fine. Just have the experience. And that's kind of the route that I went. And so far it's been really working out for me. Um, it's non-traditional for sure, but I would, I would say that it definitely works. 
Okay, um, thank you so much. Um, I will stop the recording.